The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. After he had fed the people, Jesus made the disciples get into a boat and precede him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. After doing so, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When it was evening, he was there alone. Meanwhile, the boat, already a few miles offshore, was being tossed about by the waves, for the wind was against it. During the fourth watch of the night, he came toward them walking on the sea. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified. It is a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. At once Jesus spoke to them, Take courage, it is I, do not be afraid. Peter said to him in reply, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Peter got out of the boat and began to walk on the water toward Jesus. But when he saw how strong the wind was, he became frightened. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand and caught Peter and said to him, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? After they got into the boat, the wind died down. Those who were in the boat did him homage, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Brothers and sisters, so this past week I had the opportunity to go visit the Diocese of Richmond, Virginia, and uh, through the work I do with Integrity Restored. And so I went out there to give three different conferences in three days because in their diocese is even wider east to west than ours is. So it turned into flying out there on Monday nights, getting up at four in the morning to drive three hours to the first day's conference, at the end of the conference driving four hours to the second day's conference, and then another 45 minutes back to Richmond and flew home on Friday morning, sleep deprived. And it's easy in the busyness of our lives to kind of get distracted from our Lord. I've sort of been reflecting on that. 
you know, for my own life since then, because oftentimes when there's travel and things like that, I'm, it's easy for me to say, well, I can, I can make sure I say my prayers on the plane, and I can do this phone call here, and I can do this there, and I've become really good at multitasking. But when we multitask, we're not really focused. We kind of live in a world that glorifies multitasking, doing like three things at the same time. Problem is oftentimes what we're doing is we're sending a text message or reading a news article while we're having a conversation with this person and we're supposed to be paying attention to our kids. It's really easy to fall into that kind of distraction. The technology that we have, it's, it makes it very, it could make us extremely productive and it should really connect us, but what it does is it's constantly interrupting us in our lives. I don't think I'm the only one. In the opening prayer for today's liturgy, we said this. Heavenly Father, whom taught by the Holy Spirit, we dare to call our Father. Whom taught by the Holy Spirit, we dare to call our Father. Bring, we pray, to perfection in our hearts the spirit of adoption as your sons and daughters. And we asked the Lord to bring to perfection in our hearts the spirit of adoption as his sons and daughters. And this petition is the most important petition that we make at today's Mass. Asking God to bring to perfection in our hearts the spirit of adoption as his sons and daughters. And yet, if I had a quiz at the beginning of the homily and asked you what we asked God for at the beginning of the Mass, most of us wouldn't remember. And this petition to bring to perfection the spirit of of adoption as are his sons and daughters. It's very common in the liturgy. We ask for this all of the time, and yet we don't always stop to reflect on what that actually means. What are we asking our Lord for when we ask to bring to perfection the spirit of adoption as his son or as his daughter? To be a son or to be a daughter means that we're asking him to make us completely dependent on him. Right? Completely dependent on him. That's what it means to be a child. To be completely dependent. To be completely obedient, to surrender ourselves to the love of our mothers and our fathers, to surrender ourselves to the love of God. If we use the language of Pope Benedict, 
to entrust ourselves completely to the Lord. And to do that freely, and to freely give ourselves over to him. Now that's what we're here for. And to freely surrender our life to him. And if we truly want to be free, then we must be moved by the love of our Lord. Which means we have to take time to reflect on the love of our Lord and the ways that he's entered into our life, the ways that he's entered into our heart. So that we don't get distracted by other things. You know, Jesus is the Son of God. And so everywhere in the gospel, we see him moving towards the Father. And we see him moving towards the Father freely. You know, in this reading from the 14th chapter of Matthew's gospel, if we look back a little bit, the way the narrative goes is that John the Baptist is beheaded by Herod, and then Jesus hears about this, and so he wants to go away to a lonely place to pray. Right? When he hears of the death of his friend, he wants to go to the Father. Right? That's where he goes when he hears about John's death. And so he goes away to this place because he wants to be alone with the Father, and then this crowd shows up because they hear he's there. And he has pity on the crowd and he feeds 5,000 people with five loaves and two fishes. And then, after he fed the people, we read today, Jesus made the disciples get into a boat and precede him to the other side. And he dismissed the crowds. Then he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. He's always wanting to move towards the Father. And his prayer is really this place of communion and dependence and surrender and entrusting himself to the Father's care. And he does so freely because he needs the Father. He had already needed the Father after the death of John and then he had to take care of these people but then he dismissed everybody so that he could go be alone with God and that's how our own prayer lives should be that we really have a great amount of zeal or motivation or desire to go and be alone with God And how strong is that desire in our hearts? Or do we tend to get distracted by the world and kind of fit our prayers in where we can? Or we fit them in during doing other things?
So personally, I'm very grateful that the renovated Bishop's Chapel is going to be an adoration chapel beginning on Tuesday. You know, on Tuesday, the Blessed Sacrament will be exposed 24 hours a day, seven days a week in the Bishop's Chapel down the hallway. And there's a beautiful renovation done. But more than that, It'll be a place where we can go when we're distracted or when the world seems too big and we just need to go and sit and collapse in front of our Lord and say, I need you. Now this is kind of the part of the homily where the priest might say something like, you all have an hour that you can give to Jesus. Right, we've all kind of heard that logic. He's done so much for you, can't you give him? But it's not really meant to be something that we do out of duty and add to the busyness of our lives. It's really a place where we can go to take a break from the busyness of our lives. You know, it's not like our Lord was like, okay, I got to get this in so you guys get away and you go away and let's do this because I have to go pray and get my prayers in before we get over and I'm going to be late so I'm going to walk on the water to get there. He just had this desire to go and collapse in front of the Father. Now, when we live in a very distracted world. You know, children, they move very easily towards their parents when they have a need. That's what it means to be children of God, that we'll move easily towards Jesus when we have a need. You know, my nieces who are very small, whenever they're crying, they're immediately scanning the room for their mom and running to their mom, holding their mom, letting their mom hold them, and everything becomes better. That's the way we're supposed to be for all of our lives. But so often when we have a need, when we feel stressed out, when the world's too big, we kind of pull out our phones and look for distractions. Or we turn on the TV and look for distractions. Among young people today, they're much more likely to distract themselves with their phones than to actually call somebody on the phone. It's not how God designed us to be. He designed us to need people. And most especially to need him. And so I'd invite you all in the midst of the distractions of your life, or the busyness of your lives, the stress of your lives, to truly ask our Lord to bring to perfection the spirit of adoption in your own hearts. To be moved to come and spend time with him, to be quiet with him, to allow him to speak to you, to allow him to bear your burdens. And not everybody has to sign up for an hour. I think it would be much more beautiful if 
everyone had the freedom to just stop by for five minutes. You might be driving down Sheridan Boulevard and you just pull over and you come in and spend five minutes with our Lord just to connect. Just to rest in him. And then go out and go on your way. If our first instinct was to run to our Lord in those times of distress, we would certainly be well on our way to holiness. And so let us pray once more for for that grace to truly come to know what it means to be his sons and daughters. That our hearts will be moved to go to our Lord, to contemplate his face, to allow him to love us, to be our refuge and to be our strength in the midst of whatever trials, worries, anxieties, distractions that we face in the world.